Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. Today, I am joined by Bridgeway's technical director, Jeff Eberhardt, and we'll be joined by Seya Funda Funda, a musical artist and filmmaker based in Zambia. The three of us will be talking about faith, art, technology, and how the technological advanced world that we're living in can allow us to share the gospel in new and creative ways. We'll also talk about how faith can inform our engagement with arts and entertainment. All of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. All right. Well, welcome to the Engaging Culture Podcast. I am Brian Kiley, joined by my good friend, Jeff Eberhardt. Hello there, my friend. Hello. It is good to see you. Thank you. You are wearing a Monty Python t-shirt today, which I appreciate. Yeah, I felt that was appropriate. That's very, very appropriate my for inner, inner nerd coming kind out. of the yeah. horse and pony show that this podcast is. It so. could have been a Star Wars shirt. That was, that was my other choice. So. Well, I'm more a Monty Python person than a Star Wars person, so... Nice call on that one. We are not live right now. We are usually we re- usually record this podcast live, but I think at least one of us, maybe both of us, is going to be on vacation on the day that this podcast comes out. So we're I will now. So recording, <laughs> we're recording a little bit a little bit early, and I'm excited because this is the first time on this podcast we have ever tried to bring in a guest via technology. Uh, amazing. So yeah. we're going to have uh, Saya joining us here in just a little bit uh, to talk a little bit about her work and how her faith informs her work. But uh, first, want to start with you. Obviously, you are you and your team, you're a big part of what we're able to do as a church from a technological perspective, from all of the technology that goes into creating the weekend worship services to even uh, the technology that goes into making this podcast possible and and everything in between. Uh, you live in this world of utilizing technology, utilizing the arts to facilitate worship, to facilitate discipleship, to facilitate the sharing of content. Talk a little bit about your heart for that and, and why that excites you and, and really why you've given your career to that kind of work. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to be on the show today. Uh, I, I love being surrounded by a, a crew of guys you meet outside the window here of the studio that are just 100% committed to using the tech nerdy brains that God gave them to do something <laughs> to, to bring light to his kingdom, to, to share the gospel with uh, people beyond these walls and people that decide to come to this church. Um, just the scope of what we're able to do when we have people who uh, take the time to, to learn how to use these tools, which is what they are, this microphones and, and video cameras and uh, engaging people uh, through social media and all those kinds of things. Like they're all just avenues for connection. You know, we want people to know, okay, who, who is God? How can you know him more? Um, what, what's going on in your life? What do you need prayer for? How can you be challenged? Uh, all, all the questions we ask in our job, as we see, is not necessarily to be uh, the people that are you know talking to the microphones, although today I am, but like to equip people like yourself, people like Pastor Lance, the guests that you have come on the show, mm-hmm. people that stand on our stage uh, to spread the good news. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that is exciting. I mean, God didn't give us all beautiful faces and wonderful, deep, sexy voices. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he did give us. Uh, I know you're jealous of Lance. Yes. Well, I know. you know, tall, I know. tall dark, hard, and handsome. hard not to be yeah, hard not to be. <laughs> anyway, go on. But but the point is, is that like we we do have a skill set. God gave us, you know, the tinkering ability and, you know, like what do all these zeros and ones mean and uh, yeah. staying up with the trades and stuff. And it's it's exciting for us to get the technology in place and to have a platform so that you guys can show up and do your thing. I mean, yeah. God has gifted so many people in this community and, and abroad and across the world mm-hmm. um, with uh, his heart for for loving his children here on yeah. earth, right? And how's he going to do that? He's going to use it, you, you guys as conduits mm-hmm. to to, sh- to share that news. And, and people like myself and like my crew, like the opportunity to to make this tech work. And when it doesn't work, you know, like we're real sorry. We're not doing it on purpose. <laughs> we're not like hitting the mute button. But when it does work, uh, the collaboration that goes into that is just gold. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's more exciting to me in yeah. life than get an opportunity to share the gospel through the means that he's given me and the talents that he's given me. Yeah. So. I guess that's kind of the drag about doing the job that you do is you're a little bit like a referee in that like nobody really notices you unless something goes wrong. Exactly. And then it's boom! Yeah, like, you know, weekend yeah. in service <laughs> and like you hear a big bass sound and the, the, the whole place is shaking. Everybody turns around and looks at the sound guy. But, you know, during the worship set when it sounds gold and everybody's got their hands raised and their eyes closed, like nobody turning around and applauding us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, no, 
that's really true. But it's 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 cool to hear you kind of reflect all of that. It, it made me think about so just this last weekend, I I was preaching. Well, I guess a few weeks ago now when this airs, but I was preaching. And when we preach, we have a prayer team come in and pray with us right. prior to Saturdays and Sundays. You know this is I had a couple of ladies who I know pretty well come in and pray with me. And when we finished, they were leaving my office and they said something about how they're trying to tell me, oh, you know, what, what you're doing is really important, which I appreciated that, you know, that affirmation and everything. And, and I always am so grateful for people that come in and pray with me. And I let them know that, that really like, this is very sincere that like I get in my head, I'm nervous. I'm like, is this any good? And then someone comes in to pray and I feel like, okay, I can go. I can go do this now. Like that really sure. is how I feel. So, so I always try to thank them and let them know that. And they're telling me, oh, well, you know, we're just so glad that you're doing what you're doing. And I just said, hey, I need you to know that you doing what you do makes it easier for me to do what I do. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's this whole, whole sort of like spiritual realm of kind of what we do in a, in a church service. There's the technology realm as well. And it's equally true in your world that right. what you guys do make it possible for songs to be sung in a way that's accessible for lots of people that make it possible for preaching to happen uh, so that a person, whether they're sitting in the fourth row or they're sitting in the hospital or they're on vacation on the other side of the world right. can engage with what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's pretty awesome. And one of the beauties of it, like we have a lot of military families that have attended our church or still oh, yeah. do, you know, and mm-hmm. the fact that they can go abroad and, and serve and still be connected to the, the family and hear the same messages and worship with us. Like what a win for, yeah. the, for the kingdom and for that family to be oh, able to engage with us like that. No question. Yeah. Now, before we, before we get say on here a little bit, your, your career is not just in in the church setting, right. you've done a lot in the media industry outside of the church. Can you talk a little bit about that and then how your faith has affected your your work and your interactions with, with and within the industry? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I went to film school uh, back when I was in college and I was down in, in Hollywood, LA area. And um, it was a, a hugely impactful time in my life. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean? I have a strong interest in, in film and music and television, all these things. And I, I hear a lot of things growing up, like it's like, it's the devil. It's the worst thing you could do. It, it's full of filth and all these terrible things that Christians don't associate with. Right. And then I showed up, went to film school. It was a Christian film school called Los Angeles Film Study Center. And the entire premise of that organization is to put Christians into the market of the film industry of the entertainment industry and mm-hmm. for the, for the good of that industry. Yeah. All right. And that was, that was like a new concept <laughs> to me. It was like, you're either good or you're bad. You're either making Christian films, you know, left right. behind series, or you're doing, um, you know, secular stuff. Yeah. There is no in between. And then there's all of a sudden this re- realization that like, there are so many Christians in this industry working on not necessarily Christian films, but that are, that are impacting these films uh, from a faith standpoint and the people that they work with from a faith standpoint and right. for the good, for right. the good of the gospel, for the good of the kingdom. Yeah. And it's, and it's not all, um, it's not all just straight one-to-one direct. Uh, what's the best word for it? Uh, we're, they're not, uh, they're not speaking to these people like, you know, Jesus died for you. You yeah. do all these things. I'm not showing up and knocking on your door at the film studio. Movies They're, aren't ending in altar calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, we can talk about a faith concept. We can talk about salvation. We can talk about resurrection. We can talk yeah. about fruits of the spirit, things that are interwoven into these secular films. And all of a sudden you're like, where did this religious concept and how did it sneak in here? I bet you I know how it snuck in there. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this industry <laughs> that are doing this. So I was at film school and I had the opportunity. I was there to go work for MTV and VH1 Productions. So yeah. like, here I am getting thrust into what I, all my life, all I knew was, is that, you know, <laughs> reality TV was coming about in the early 2000s. And, you know, we have all these not so appropriate things for kids to be watching. And here I am working in this studio and, I, and I'm, I'm working on music videos. We're doing behind the scenes with all these people. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. These people, I've seen them, you know, all my adolescence growing up. And like, this is interesting to be in this environment that we as a, as, as a church was so put down like this, oh, yeah. you'd never want to be in this. And here I am right in the middle of it thrown in. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Every second of it. Yeah. Because I, I, I had to think back. I was like, okay, who did Christ want to hang out with? Right. Like, was he just hanging out in the synagogue all day? Was he just hanging out with these people, with, you know, right. the Christians of, or the people that were following him? No. Like, he put himself in situations where he could be impactful. Mm-hmm. The tax collectors, you know? Like, right. That was, that was kind of my role, yeah. I saw, or that's what I was being raised up to do. Yeah. Now, this might seem like a silly question, but you just say you loved it. You loved being in that environment. Yeah. What was it about it that was so compelling to you? I could think of a lot of things, but I'd love to hear what- Well, growing up in the church and being surrounded in my Christian body, bubbles my entire life all i knew was christianity 
Christianity and Christianese and how to and to talk in that environment. All of a sudden, I was thrust with my background into a, in a situation where, like, all of a sudden, I was the light in this super dark place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I can actually be used here. Yeah, I can use my gifts. I can use uh-huh. my creativity, my technical knowledge, um, my go-getting attitude. Show up, show these people that, like, hey, I'm. Well, I am kind of weird, but I'm not like this super <laughs> weird guy that I would assume that most people who aren't Christians would be viewing me in this industry. Like, man, I, yeah. you know, I don't want to yeah. be anything a part of this guy. I showed up and they all wanted to talk to me and they had questions about who I was and why I was different, why I wasn't going to the parties, why I wasn't doing drugs, why I wasn't, you know, clapping for all these X rated uh music videos that they were showing and laughing about in the office. Like I was, I was the different guy that was like, ah, it's not really my thing, but you know, mm-hmm. I love that fact that you guys love this creativity and that you have a passion for the television industry. And I do too. Yeah. It's just a little bit slanted, you know, yeah. and this is why. And, yeah. and all of a sudden I had this Avenue, like where I was, I was faith to them. I was, I was being Jesus in that environment, the light in that darkness. And mm-hmm. it opened up so many avenues just by being, being who I am as a Christ follower. Yeah. I didn't have to, touted. I didn't have to come in with my Jesus loves you shirt on. I just had to be different and be who I was as as a follower of Christ. And that's something I don't, I don't attest to these things. I don't do these things. And here's why, but you know what? I still love you. I still Mm -hmm. think you're awesome. I still think what you're producing a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then stories go on and on and on. You think about people in, in the film school that I was like, they're working on feature films um, my roommate was working with uh, Robin Williams, Death to Smoochie, and here mm-hmm. he is, you know, this young kid in L.A. <laughs> working at the Warner Brothers lot, and he's mm-hmm. he's in that environment, but he has a platform there. People are willing to listen to him. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, I think, and, and, and it's cool to think that there are lots of stories like that of, I'm one of of many of Christ followers being engaged in that world and being able to to follow Jesus in the midst of, uh, just a, 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 an industry that is impacting the world. Yeah. Unquestionably. Right. Now, uh, before we get to, get to say a kind of one last, one last thing, it is interesting to see, and I'll just, I'll just get this out there. I'm not really a big movie guy. I don't go to a lot of movies. I just, I'm not, not opposed to it. I'm just not super interested, but you know, I'm trying to go to more movies just because that's what people talk we about. Get movie that's what's then. going on. I know. Right. <laughs> it's so cheap. Anyway, so cheap. So, but it is certainly true that a lot of popular movies have faith concepts interwoven yes. in them. I mean, you see sort of these kind of Christ characters. I mean, a lot of it is not overt, but you can see, again, faith themes running through these films, and they're extraordinarily popular. Yeah. I guess my question for you is, not only what does that tell us about the industry, but what does that tell us about society? Even even folks who would never darken the door of a church are moved by and compelled by these films. I, I think there's two sides to that. Could you, could you maybe speak to it? Yeah, well, the, the interesting thing uh, about feature films, um, and this can be said for television, it can be said for music, it, are, are these faith concepts that you can find interwoven to them now? It, there's something about um, the place where people are that they – maybe won't, like you said, grace the doorway of a church, but they're willing to engage in the concept of resurrection. Mm -hmm. Uh, I look at The Matrix, right, when that came out, and you have Neo, this character that goes around in the film, and he's trying to figure out who he is and his role in in life. And he he finally figures out that, like, at the end of the thing, he is kind of the Christ figure in that film. I'm Mm -hmm. saying saying that Neo is Jesus. I'm just saying that that concept is, that faith concept is played out. You know, like you have to die in order for the rest of the world to live. Right. Holy smokes, man. Like that, like the word Wyskowski's brothers or whatever, maybe one of them's a sister now. I I don't, I don't know (laughs) their story. I, I don't think that they're faith believers, but I bet you that there were some people on the threshing floor of that script that were like, you know what would be really cool? Right. Yeah. If we told the Christ story in this secular film. That there's, yeah, that there are faith concepts we can integrate yeah. here. And then here and, we go, one of the most successful movies of our generation. Yeah, and there exactly. It is. I mean, well, I had somebody that went to my film school uh, who did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Now, mm-hmm. here you have this horror film <laughs> done by a Christian. Yeah. And I sat in on one of his panels. This is fascinating to me. You know, as I'm developing these concepts in my brain, it's like, is this okay? Like, you're like horror films. You know, most Christian families are like, no way. Like, that's no, not going to be near my kids. And it, it shouldn't right. be. Right. But what it did and what his point was, he said, yeah, I'm not saving people for Jesus in this film. But you know what I am doing? I'm getting people to talk about what happens when you die. Yeah. What about demons? Yeah. What about angels? What about exorcism? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. 
bingo, you got a door to talk about your faith, mm-hmm. like, whether or not it was, you know, in a church or it was in a horror movie. Right. People are willing to talk to you about it yeah. because you opened that door. Yeah. That's a very like far out concept. But mm-hmm. again, it blew my mind. Like, wow, not everything has to be so overt. I don't have to have a left behind movie that I invite my friend to that I'm embarrassed to invite my friend to because the quality is so poor. I'm sorry if anybody's out there is listening that love that film. Not me, but there are other means to engage people yeah. in what culture is doing with faith concepts. Yeah. No, I think that's that's absolutely right. And um I I'm 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 excited to get get Saya on here and, and kind of get her take on that. And as a matter of fact, if we want to kind of start the, sure, the process no of getting her going, we, we can. Um, I think that it really, it speaks to the fact that I think people are willing to have these sorts of conversations about matters of faith. People are willing to have, uh, are we ringing here? Okay. We're having conversations, having conversations about, uh, these sort of spiritual quote unquote topics, uh, that we'd like to look into culture and think culture is so hostile, but that's not always the case. Hey, there she is. Saya. Hey, Saya. Can you hear us? Hey, I can hear you. Hey, welcome to the Engaging Culture Podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, Good to be part of this. We sure appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to chat with us a little bit. We're just talking about kind of the, the arts and entertainment and technology and kind of the integration of, of faith with all of that. Uh, first of all, just for our listeners, and I don't even know this full story, how do you and Jeff know each other? <laughs> um so are the real story. I met Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I met him in a bar. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I met Jeff at, at church um in the US. Um we served on the same media team. Okay. Um at a young adults uh yeah, through a young adults ministry. Okay. And how long church. ago was that? This must have been like 10, 12 years ago, something crazy like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. And, and yeah. Saya, she's actually joining us from South Africa today. Yes. She's oh, right. At, at I don't think I mentioned there, that. So. You live in Zambia, yeah, but you're I'm, in South Africa. I'm in South Africa um, attending a uh, filmmakers and, and conservation uh, conference. Awesome. Look at this technology. Yeah, right we're there. using it From right now. <laughs> Roseville, California I to know, right? South Africa. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, uh, say, tell us a little bit about uh, what do you do? What is what is uh, I know you're involved in the music industry and in filmmaking. But uh, yeah, talk to us about what it, what do you do? What are you working on? What are some projects you've been a part of? I uh, would love to hear a little bit. OK, um, so right now I'm working um, in film and music and events. Um, and some of the projects that I've worked on, um, I was telling Jeff this, I, I've worked on commissioned work, which is basically, uh, where, for example, in film, if, um, like a big network would hire a, um, a production house and, um, sorry, I'm getting some interference from here, but, um, yeah, so like a, a network would hire a production house and, um, hire them basically to produce some content for them. Mm-hmm. And um, so my role um, is usually in like the production office. Uh, sometimes um, not even just in the production office, I'll be on set hands on, uh, you know, whatever needs to be done in order for a production to take place. And um, some other work that I do besides film um, like I mentioned, events. And so right now I'm actually in the middle of, of, of planning two events that are coming up in October and in November. Um, one of them is a music fest. Um, another one is, um, it's, it's sort of like a GLS or TEDx type of an okay, event. Right. It's called Envision Africa. Um, and so basically uh, the whole concept came from striking a conversation uh, from young Africans who are passionate about Africa, Africa, and 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 looking at how they envision the future of Africa and how, um, what solutions are they bringing to the table to Africans' pro- Africa's problems? So basically, it's uh, Africans for Africa. Um, so those are kind of the the things that I'm working on. Very and then awesome. on the That's music fantastic. end, I'm recording 
well, I'll be recording my album soon. Mm-hmm. Nice. My debut album. Yeah, I listened, wow. I listened to um, some of the songs that you had posted online. They were great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that's basically what I'm what I do. That's awesome. Now, Jeff and I, right before we, we called you, we were talking about uh, the extent to which in in film specifically in in the United States, and I mean, a lot of these films are global, uh, we see a lot yeah. of faith concepts that, that play out in, in popular films, even if it's not overt, it's not overt presentation of the gospel, things like that. But you can see right. Christ characters. You can see redemption stories that, that correlate very strongly with, yeah. with uh, kind of the core tenets of our faith. I, I'd be curious to know, as you look at the sorts of events you're working on, especially this, this event that's, you know, you talk about kind of Africans for Africa and looking at solutions for, for Africa and all of that, uh, to, yeah. to what extent, or I, I'm trying to formulate my question here as I'm talking, but uh, what role, <laughs> if any, uh, do you see faith playing in that? Or how much receptivity is there to faith concepts in those environments? And I'm glad you, you asked that question because, um, it's funny that, and it, it's not, you know, this, it, it didn't, it didn't happen this way, but like the people that we selected, um, you know, we selected them based on their work, but then as you're getting to know these people, you find out that they're of the faith, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so for example, given, um, the, our keynote speaker, for example, she's, in her set in 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 i think in mid 70s or something like that but she's a well accomplished um woman she was once ambassador to the un uh a politician at one point um and you know and she's now lecturing at different universities um i think in the us even so she travels to the us like once a year and but above all, she talks. She has this huge passion for evangelism, mm. and and you know she she has she's such a she's got a wealth of knowledge about Africa and bridging the gap between young people and and the older generation. But at the same time, for her, she calls herself I'm an evangelist first before mm. anything. Wow! And so that is refreshing to see, you know, someone, you know who's kind of late in her life and still has this, this, this passion and this fire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sort of, you know, brings that into her, her world. Um, and then we have a, a big fashion designer who's part of this as well. And again, she loves Jesus. She used to be a banker and abandoned that the banking world and, you know, decided to take on um, fashion design because, you know, she believes that's what she's, she's called to do. But, you know, again, woman of faith. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we encounter a lot of these people and well, I think also with it, uh, I would like to mention this uh, Zambia is, has been declared a Christian nation was declared by one of our late presidents Mm -hmm. as a Christian nation. And so, um, there's a lot of Christians in, in, in Zambia. Um, and so you see a lot of people, uh, whether they're conservationists or, um, you know, bankers or whatever it is, you see a lot of people that um, in, incorporate their faith in what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see faith playing a huge role. So okay, as, cool. as, you're, yeah. as you're working through uh, these projects for either television or I know you've done some short films as well. And uh, you, you champion different uh, different concepts. I know that you're an advocate for uh, like uh, women's rights, you know, and the rape culture and bringing awareness to those types of things. Yeah. yeah like, so obviously some of those topics are really um, heavy. They're very deep. But yeah. but you, you yeah. are passionate about bringing these into the limelight, so to speak. Um, right. And you have the perspective of somebody who believes in Christ and wanting to still tackle these things head, head on. Can you talk at all a little bit about your passion for that and how your faith has impacted your getting these things out there for people to, to see and, and actually engage in? Um, I think so like in, in, and just to sort of give it context. Um, so I think it was last month or maybe six weeks ago. 
um, I had a situation where um, I was, I would call it harassment, um, on the streets of Lusaka. And um, it was very, I mean, you know, I felt violated, mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, in that moment, I was angry. And, um, and I, <laughs> my instinct, my human instinct was to inflict pain on the, on, on, on the offender. Um, but like, you know, after that moment passed and um, I, I was away from the situation and, you know, I calmed down and then I started thinking about the offender. Um, and, it, and, and my thought process was, um, first, I didn't want to talk about it with anyone. Mm. Um, but then after, you know, I, I thought about it and, 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 and what bothered me was why, the, the why question. Like, why would this person feel that they can do that and it's okay? And then it went even deeper. And I started thinking about, you know, how people are being raised and, um, and, and, and not just people being raised, but even just the, the, the concept of having a relationship with Jesus and having a relationship with God and lack thereof in, in, in his case, um, because I don't believe that if, 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 if you have a relationship with Jesus and well, an authentic relationship with Jesus, I don't think you'd go around harassing women, you know? Hopefully um, <laughs> it's a different type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> yeah. If you have the love of Christ, the true love of Christ in your heart, I don't think you go around hurting people. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, and that also sort of sparked, I mean, I, I already had this, this passion, to, to advocate for those who don't have a voice. Exactly. Yeah. But then um, when that happened to me, um, it was, it was, it was sort of like an awakening and, 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 and it just sort of showed me what is really going on on the ground. Um, it was sort of like a reality check. And, and through that, I, I, I want to teach people. I want to talk about it. I want to, I mean, when I, I actually decided to tweet about it that same day, you know, after I was calm and, you know, my, my, my thinking was clearer. Um, and I got a few inboxes from different women, you know, some who are quite influential within, within Zambia. And, you know, they were talking about how I wish I could come out and talk about my experience, but I don't think I'm brave enough to do that, but thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Thank you for giving them a voice Uh, just to even, have a platform to and, and, discuss, right? Yeah, and I didn't realize it was so so many of these women, you know. Um, and 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 through those conversations, you find that um, it's a daily occurrence for some women, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is really sad. But you know, I'm not going to dwell on the negative. I I want to be part of the solution. Yeah, and, and what a, um, what a cool opportunity you have as a filmmaker, as a musician, as a singer songwriter. Yeah, that you have multiple platforms that you can breathe life into that will champion the fact that like these people are God's daughters, God's children. Like they deserve respect. Yeah. They they are no better or worse than you. You don't have any right to do this to them. Um, but you you can also yeah. give these people that don't necessarily have a voice a voice through technology, through these means that you have available to you and because you've pursued a path that is in the industry, so to speak. I mean, that's that's kind of what the podcast is about is like, we have all this technology available to us. We have real life situations, terrible things that happen, also great things that happen, but this is just an example of one of them. And then we have people like yourself, like like myself, that we're, we're doing the best with the tools that have been given to us to do something for the good, right? It's not just entertainment. It goes beyond that. Now we are giving a voice to the voiceless, hope to the hopeless, right? Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, um, whatever sort of place that God has placed each and every one of us, um, I think it, it's, it's an opportunity for us to um, change lives mm-hmm. and um, reach out to those who are hurting. Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes... We may think, you know, we have this sort of boring, mundane type of (laughs) um, life or whatever. But I I think if if we are intentional Mm -hmm. about reaching people um, wherever we are, you know, 
whether we are a parent, whether we are um, a student, or wherever you are, I think is an opportunity for us to reach those who are hurting. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's really easy to undervalue opportunities that are in front of us. I mean, we look at other people and think, oh, they have way more influence or, oh, they can do way more than I can or, oh, there's nothing that you yeah. know, God's not going to use me in this moment that I'm in. When the reality is we all have opportunities in front of us to reach people, to serve people, to care for people. And if yeah. all we do is see those with bigger voices than us and feel disempowered by that, then yeah. I think we're missing opportunities, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would imagine a lot of, I'm kind of switching gears here a little bit, but I would imagine a lot of, a lot of Christ followers who are not in the industry, who aren't working on these projects, who are maybe consumers of film and music and everything else, yeah. uh, but, but aren't themselves gifted in that way or, or just aren't working in, in that, that industry. I think a lot of us would want to know how can we support Christ followers who are making movies and, and, and making music and, and seeking to impact culture in that way. Uh, what would you say to that? How can, how can Christ followers who aren't in the industry support those of you who are, how can we support and encourage you? Um, well, I think the, the biggest one right now is, uh, that I can think of right now is prayer. Pray mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. Um, because, you know, um, I'll give an example with my recent, the recent project that I was on. I was on a, a part of um, a crew for um, a telenovela. Um, and so that's not a Christian environment, <laughs> no. so to speak, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So sometimes it's really hard, you know, where you're surrounded by, um, you know, people are constantly cussing and, you know, there's, there's this negative vibe, so to speak, on set. Um, and so it's very easy to, to, to let your flesh take, take the lead because now you're frustrated and, and so you need to sort of be intentional um, about, okay, Lord, use me. I'm in this, I'm in this place, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think I believe that prayer, it, prayer is the number one, like pray for us. Yeah. Um, pray for us to, to make the right decisions in, in moments like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think that another thing is um, if there's any way that, you know, we can get some sort of support. If, if you're in a position to make decisions as far as support, um, whether it's financially um or, or whatever uh, con mm -hmm. connections. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's also another big thing. You yeah. know, um, because even when it comes to not only, um, uh, and I think I think financially would be for projects that would help advance the, the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, because we would love to do more content. You know, to to get more people to know about Christ, but. That stuff costs money, as yeah. we all know. Yeah. Um, Fundraising is a big part of what you have to do, right? The cameras aren't exactly. just free. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and, not, and not that many people want to, you know, put in money in, in, in a project. Um, yeah. Yeah, or, no, that's a know, huge part of it. To evangelize. So, yeah, I think, but I think the biggest, the biggest one is prayer. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think encourage us as well. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to you to realize that like, we're not just making these films and producing this music in the United States. Right. Like it's happening all over the world. Yeah. Saya exactly. is, is in Africa. She's, she's on the ground on a different continent pursuing the same things that I'm pursuing here mm -hmm. in California Yep. With the means that yeah. she has available to her and the yep. talent she has available to her and her own God-given talent. Yep. And it's no different yeah. than what I'm doing. Yep. She just has a, a different platform from a different scope. Yep. Right? No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think I think this whole conversation is fascinating because yeah. I don't think many listeners 
or people that are even in the States really thinking about like, well, what are they doing in Europe? What are they doing in Asia? What are they doing in Africa to promote the gospel? They're like, well, aren't you guys just making it all in Hollywood and then shipping it out? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the same stuff is happening around the world. It's being produced around the world. And, and that's, that's pretty exciting. And I think you're probably right that, that a lot of us, and not just in America, but I think in different, different spaces think that kind of, well, what we're doing here is sort of the only game in town. Right. You know, that's that. Yeah. So, um, say we so appreciate the time, uh, and, and, and really appreciate your, your insight and learning a little bit about what you should do. Jeff, do you want to maybe, maybe wrap it up here with maybe a final, a final question for her? Yeah. A final question or, or just the thanks. I mean, uh, say, and I go back, you know, over a decade. Um, I, I think the world of her and what she's doing there, I think that she's using her platform to bring glory to God. Um, I think that she is a fantastic human being. But also, she has um, a beautiful mirror, so to speak, to reflect God's God's love for His children in Africa and ac- across the world. And, and I couldn't be happier to be friends with somebody like Saya, who's doing it and doing it for the right purpose. Awesome! Thank you. We love you, girl. Thank you so much. Thanks Great for stuff. Thanks love for joining us today. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Take yeah. care. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Yay, technology. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. We're talking we about technology we're and we're talking, talking to somebody in Africa instantaneously. Imagine that. Unbelievable. What a time to be alive. So, uh, I mean, obviously, that's just an example of, of the many ways that, that technology can facilitate conversations about faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what Saya is doing is pretty exciting. I mean, I think especially the conference that she alluded to, just that she's getting people together to talk about ways of, okay, how do we move our continent forward, uh, right. which is exciting. And and to see that in in their con, it's interesting, if, if she was sitting here and we had a longer time to talk about it, I would have been very curious to talk about the the opportunity that comes from Zambia being sort of a predominantly quote unquote Christian nation, mm-hmm. but then also the challenges that come with that as well, because right. that's not always totally a good thing. I mean, a lot of times when Christianity becomes too connected to sort of the cultural dominant idea, it's just sort of like everyone's a Christian, so you lose your sense of distinctiveness. But nevertheless, it's pervading a lot of the art that she is doing. Yes. And that it, as she alluded to, is a huge part of the lives of these movers and shakers in culture. Yeah. Who, people who are known for their excellence in other things. Well, and I guarantee you that when she's talking about being on telenovela and on the set there, and she's helping with the production of things, and she's surrounded by people who don't follow Christ and she's challenged by that, but she's also, I guarantee you that people there see that she's different, yep. right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, what is different about Saya? What, why is her life so attractive to me yep. oh, <laughs> versus, yeah. versus what I'm doing and what I'm caught up in in this moment? Yeah. Here's a, a woman who is is obviously got some things together, and we're not perfect as Christians, obviously, but right. like she has hope in something, yeah. and she has purpose beyond just the paycheck that she's getting from being a part of this production. Yeah, and and I and I, I completely agree, and and I hope that just even you know you look you think about your story, what you shared earlier, you think about what, what Say is doing. That my hope would be that that Christians who are gifted technologically, Christians who have invested a lot of their time and energy in in growing in a lot of this stuff, Christians who have an interest in media, in film, in television, and all of that, that they wouldn't see those those areas as like oh these big bad you know pits of despair that we right. as Christians ought not enter, but rather it's no actually if God has gifted me in this way, a I can be a part of producing great stuff, and then b I can. I can represent Jesus in those environments and there'll yeah. be some receptivity to and, that. And the re- the reception of of inviting people to the conversation yeah. versus, you know, the door-to-door wearing my Jesus bracelets and shirts and knocking them over the head with it. Right. Right. That's two, it's two, different, two different, different sort modes, of things. right? Yeah. And, so. I, and I think what you're seeing a lot in these environments is like, how can you be a part of this yeah. and engage them in, in these conversations about faith, about who God is, yeah. about concepts of faith? Yeah. That is a much easier avenue in that realm to get people from step A to step A and a half. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Which is, you know, you're not, your goal isn't, I mean, your goal is obviously people get a relationship with Christ. Right. Okay. As a Christian, that's a goal of mine. Right. Yes. But I'm not called to... To plant that seed, water it, fertilize it, you know, till the weeds and then harvest it. Yeah. There are a range of opportunities to kind of move the ball forward a exactly. little bit. Yeah. So uh, obviously something that is a big part of, of our lives and and something that you and I spend a lot of time talking about, others in the department spend a lot of time talking about, uh, that is how can we leverage technology to 
communicate with and reach people in different ways. Reach people in the sense of people who don't know Christ, but then also reach and engage those who do know Christ, who are members of our church, who are maybe considering our church, who are looking for information, who are looking for input or are looking for, and by input, I mean, um, you know, just stuff to encourage them and educate them and all of that. What excites you about what you see technologically in our world today and kind of the ways that the church can leverage that? Well, uh, say I even alluded to it, and it's the instant communication. The concept, like we had, you know, computers 30, 40 years ago, whatever, 50 years ago in large rooms. Right. And now that's in your pocket, you yeah. know? So th- that can be a good and bad thing. <laughs> but, sure, yeah. But the, the fact that we we can have an app for our our church, let's say, and we can send out a push notification and ask people like, how can we pray for you? Yeah. That's a conversation, you know, 10 years ago that would have had it happen in person. Now I'm not trying, I don't think that dehumanizing our communication is always a good thing, Sure. but the opportunity to get prayer instantaneously, the opportunity to share a need, like she said, with one of her friends instantaneously, Hey, I need a, I need a chance to get to the hospital. Can anybody take me? Right. That is insane. Yeah. Right. Like I, I can dial nine one one from my pocket, you know. Like that's <laughs> hopefully not a butt dial, but yeah. like like if I have a need, I right. can communicate in mass to friends, family, anybody who listen. Right. Well, likewise, if I have something to say, uh, a revelation from God, if I have something, an encouragement, I can also instantly send that out to so many people. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a platform. Now, with social media technology being what it is, you don't have to take an idea, pitch it, get it approved, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Literally anybody can do, uh, can share things online. Literally anybody can start a podcast. Literally anybody can create a YouTube video. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. So clearly the bar is very low since we've got one. But, uh, you know, and obviously that, that is not always positive. There's a lot of garbage out there because of that. Plenty of us have platforms. Well, well, they say like this is the most connected generation or the opportunity for be the most connected generation, but they're like the most uh, intercommunication lacking generation ever. Oh, right. We're, right? we're connected but isolated, exactly. which seems seems like a contradiction, but really is not because we can see what, each, what we're all up to based on what we can communicate via our screens. But with that comes the challenge but of not this, actually this being face-to-face. And I don't right. know how to talk the, to you the, anymore. The face-to-face stuff does. No, I'm, you're absolutely right. Let me text right. you my uh, ideas real quick. There you go. For the next yeah. podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, just anything but, but face-to-face. I think it is interesting, <clears throat> and this is just a, a little side note, but like to think about the future of technology and mm-hmm. the opportunities that will be present, presented to us in the next decade. And, yeah. and, and the few things that come to mind, like they have – um, like VR yeah. may or may not hit. But, but what? Just for those who don't know, VR, what is that? Virtual reality, right. you know, putting on the full headsets and being yep. able to. Have you seen like Ready Player One, yep. where you're mm-hmm. immersed in this world that's online? Yeah, I think what's going to be more interesting, and we'll see if this comes true, but is augmented reality, where you have mm-hmm. glasses that you put on, where you're still interacting with your environment around you, but you also see images and things that are right. like projected into your vision. Mm-hmm. So I, I think about, okay, well, how can that be used? How can that be leveraged for? for faith, for, you know, spreading the gospel. And I think about like my wife, who is a history professor, Mm -hmm. how crazy that you could slap these on students and they could actually go explore a Roman Colosseum and talk about the historical meaning of that. Okay. (laughs) Now, instead of having to fly across the world to go to Israel to experience it in person, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but financially, if that's not, it's not nearly as accessible as not accessible to, in mass. But if I can put on a VR or an augmented reality, if I can put on some, some specs, so to speak, and I can interact with that environment and get a new meaning for like, what, where did Jesus walk? Yeah. What, what does the sea of Galilee look like? Yeah. And, I, it's the closest thing to being there without being there, and it, I think it has the opportunity to change your perspective of how you read the, the Bible, how you mm-hmm. how you interact with it. Yeah, there there are fun opportunities like that. Obviously, there are ways that you could take that terribly. Oh, sure. Uh, as with any new piece yeah. of tool, technology, or technology. comes with risk. It, there's no way of. But the church it. has an opportunity to embrace parts of that, which yeah. could I think only add to the dialogue of like and making this real this thing that happened 2000 years ago mm-hmm. something that can feel a little more present oh yeah right? no question well and that's i mean to me the great opportunity of technology is accessibility yes. and this goes back to you go back to i mean and we could go much further than this but even okay 1930s franklin delano roosevelt and his fireside chats that all of a sudden he's able to engage the country 
because they can listen to him on the radio. In their living room. In their living room, right. which was extraordinary for the time. Uh, that is a tremendous step forward in terms of accessibility. And everything else we have from there, from network television to cable television to now social media mm-hmm. and all of that, it is opportunity for for connection and accessibility, or even if you talk about it in the church world, that there was the revolution of the microphone, right? And then there's the revolution of we can now put our sermons on tapes, yes, and send those out. We can put them on CDs and send those out, and then eventually Just think all the, the internet, point, yeah, right. Eventually, you get to the point where everything's on 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 MP3, and now the best Bible teaching in the world is in my pocket. The best systematic theology lecture, you know, iTunes U and everything else. I can become an expert in virtually anything I want Mm -hmm. if I'm willing to put in the time and think through it. Uh, All in the palm of your hand. It's extraordinary. And then on a smaller level, the the way that we're able to engage our congregation between Sundays and then the way that our congregation is able to engage with us, that we're able to send out encouragement, that uh, that we can, whether we're getting in a studio and making a cool looking video or literally at any moment, I or a few of the rest of us mm-hmm. could, if we wanted to, take out our phone, make a live video yeah, that like, goes directly I'm to- I'm peeling carrots in my kitchen. How exciting. Not, yeah. not really, but you chose to press that button right. and take it live. So here right. we are. Well, you think about it again, the ways that we can leverage that for encouragement, for mm-hmm. devotional thoughts, for uh, for sharing prayer needs, for anyway, just there are all these opportunities that allow us to meet people where they are instead of us constantly saying, come to our thing, come to our thing, come to our thing, which of course we want people to be in weekend worship. We want people to come to our events, but we can do a lot more of like, hey, here's how we can can bless you where you are. Yeah, it's bigger than that. It's bigger right. than the house that we're in right now. Right. Yeah. Like right now, we are two people sitting in a room by ourselves, <laughs> having a conversation, Right. Stir, hopefully stirring thoughts in people who are walking the dog, going for a drive, trying right. to fall asleep. Good choice if you're trying to fall asleep. It's always way. interesting for me to think about if if Christ had the technology that we have now yeah. in, in his hand, how crazy like he's like in, in, in his bedroom at home, yeah. you know, after he's done the sermon on the mountain, he's like, well, let me just go take the video footage from that. I'm going to make a little tweet about it and send it out to all my followers. Yeah. Let's get iMovie. followers has a different connotation when you followers use it as Christ. Does yeah. have a very different connotation <laughs> now. That is true. Um, but I mean, obviously I know this is, I mean, this is your world that, that technology is only going to get better right. and it's only going to create new new opportunities. What would you say to the person who is a little bit fearful of technology, not even just from a place of understanding, because I think you can be fearful of technology and still still get it, right? To the person that's a little bit afraid of kind of what technology is going to do to us and all of that, sure. uh, what would you say to that person to to try to help them see that there are real benefits to kind of this technological advancement we're seeing? Yeah. Run seeing around us. No, I'm just <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cabin, Montana, no internet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think um, look at both sides of the fence. Yeah. You know, like yes, like like you said, technology is uh, can be a scary thing, but it yeah. can also be an accessibility tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that we can have uh, all of your medical records available for your doctor to instantly pull up when you have an issue. Yeah. Okay. They can walk into a, ro- a room with uh, Google glasses on and they can scan you and they can know that, oh, you have this issue with your skin. I can tell because this is an analyzed what I'm looking at on your arm right now. Yeah. Okay. So I can save your life right now. Right. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Right. So like technology, uh, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. And, and, and what is the intended purpose, right? And if the intended pers- purpose is accessibility, making life better for people, if you have, I, I think in people are inherently good. And if you have more inherently good people, using this technology and developing it and championing what it could be used mm-hmm. for. I, I think that good will win in the end. Anyways, there, there will always be terrible people in the world that will use whatever means necessary to destroy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's the hearts of the, of the good people that are going to champion and win this stuff in the end. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. So I, I, I think technology is only going to become more sophisticated. There's only going to be new opportunities and challenges that come with it. And yep. ultimately uh, to quote Peter Parker's uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. And I think on some level, it is incumbent upon upon us as Christ followers to say, okay, how am I going to use, am I going to use my voice online to right. show love or hate? Am I going to use the technology that I have to enrich relationships or to withdraw? 
Uh, am I going to use technology to add value or am I going to use technology to try to just get more attention for myself? Those are ultimately the things that, that we as an organization need to, to, to wrestle with. Yeah. Those are things that each of us as individuals needs to wrestle with as we seek to leverage technology appropriately. And I, I think, think one of those questions too is, is do we, when is the appropriate time to put the technology away? Yeah. And just, you know, know that it exists, but know that you don't need it in this moment. Right. Right. Is yeah. that, is that the dinner table? You know, is that, <laughs> yeah. Is that when you're in the restroom? Like, okay, yeah. let's, 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 let's find areas where like <laughs> you do have a reprieve because yeah. anything in moderation can be healthy. Right. Right. But yeah. like, I, I think you're going to see different addictions that come up. That's the, one of the negative things of it. You know, people who get crooks in their neck because they spend all day looking down at their, at their phone. Right. Yeah. My, my thumbs might get hurt. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But like there, there's opportunities <laughs> not to use technology, which I think is going to be probably one of the biggest challenges we have going forward is like, when is the appropriate time to do it? Yeah. I've definitely had situations where my thumbs got sore because I was playing some stupid game on my phone and right. I'm like, dang it, I should probably stop doing <laughs> yeah, this. Candy, candy Crush needs a rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks, Jeff, uh, for the time and for the insight. We want to thank Saya for joining us from South Africa. That was sure fun to hear from her. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that uh, this conversation was helpful to you in thinking through technology. As we've said, opportunities to use technology are only going to increase. Uh, and we hope and we pray that you and any organizations you're a part of would just be thinking through how can we leverage technology for good? How can we leverage technology to help people learn about the Lord? And ultimately, how can we avoid some of those pitfalls? Uh, Those are conversations that we know are going to be ongoing. So thanks again. Thanks to Lucian Hughes, audio director extraordinaire, and Brennan Stewart, video director, also extraordinaire. This is our fifth Tuesday, so we'll see you next time, next week, first week of August, for the next episode of Engaging Culture. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.